Make it clap, Jim. Hello, and welcome to the Rat Nest Podcast, Season 2. I'm Matt Paramo. This is Jim Cox, and today we're talking with David Moses. Hey! hey! What, what up, dude? What's going on, gentlemen? <laughs> Great to see you. Great to see you, too, man. You're looking good. Hopefully you've been healthy, staying healthy through everything. Trying. Yeah, yeah, trying. Trying to get better. Good. Yeah, last time I saw you when we were out in Raleigh, uh, everything seemed to be flowing flowing as well as it could during covid you know uh you seem to be doing well everything's still kind of the ball rolling smoothly for you what have you been up to man it's uh it's been wild um so thank you for having me back on i um am honored to be a repeat uh offender on yeah. ratness podcast Let, yeah. let's just say that real quick david is the only person to appear multiple times let alone this is his third appearance this That's is right david moses comes at you um in the wild, wild west, if you're going back to the future terms. Uh, so, you know, we're going to get weird with it. You know, and I yeah. would like to shout out to premiere episode in season one. Yeah. Right? First first episode that we published was with you. So thank you for being a part of Rat Nest and OG you know, rodent there. sending me comics and being, you know, part, part of what I'm trying to do. So, you know, I appreciate you too, brother. Man, it's an honor, honestly, because, uh, you know, you, you reached out to me and said, hey, I want to carry your comics. And I'm like really? <laughs> um, so, you know, it goes both ways. Does that, yeah. does that not happen for you often? I don't know how this works on either end. Uh, I've never been hit up as an artist no. like, Hey, let me get some stuff off you. I mean, few and far between, especially people I don't know. So is it, do people come at you like this? Like I came out pretty aggressively. I was like, Hey man, let me, let me carry some comics. I'll pay you. Like, let's do this thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when I hear most cartoonists talk about it and my own experience is like, as a cartoonist, you sort of have to be a, a go-getter and chase people down to carry your stuff and, and mm. make yourself um, known to people to different outlets. So um, it was, it was a, a pleasant and um, uh, unexpected surprise when you were like, Hey, I want to, I want to carry some of your stuff. I was like, Oh, that's awesome. So, um, yeah. Uh, you know, like I say, most cartoonists have to chase down the outlets and, um, it was nice to be chased down. <laughs> dude, only well, for you. No, it was it talented was, guy. I was going to say it was an easy move, dude. Yeah. I, I saw the work you were doing. I saw you were doing stuff with, uh, people that I respected and it just was kind of a mm -hmm. no brainer and, I didn't, I don't know if I reached out the first email and said, let me carry your stuff, da, 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 but definitely just tested the waters, see what was up. Mm -hmm. You seemed like you were into it. So it worked out great. Um, we moved some of your comics and you know, what, what more? I mean, when we talk about this stuff, we talk about it like, it's a big deal. I'm talking like a handful of comics, a dozen comics. It's not 200 pieces I sold for you or anything, but it's just funny that the admiration on both ends of being like, ah, oh, part of this like deal with this dude that I don't know, but uh, you know, it's like yeah. mutually beneficial. Yeah. It, it's kind of, it, it has this like compounding effect, right? Cause you know, you, um, you know, you, you reach out right to somebody um, that you think is doing cool work and uh, like you guys, right. And, and to get the feedback and the reciprocation of that, it sort of like, you know, that's what the, 
the comics community or any community that you're part of does, right? It's that that uh, that perpetuation uh, that of 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 the um, inspiration, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know that that mutual good feeling thing. It makes us want to work uh, more in what we're whatever we're doing. You know, and um, and it's a really special thing. So you guys are part of creating a special. Uh, this special environment. So, you know, I, I, I really felt, thank Thanks, you man. very much yeah, for saying you. that. That mean that means a lot. Uh, I, I really felt like that shined. I mean, at least to me at, when we were out in Raleigh, uh, mm. it, you know, mm-hmm. like he said, we didn't necessarily sell a lot at the pop-up, but the value that came from it, from all so many ratness artists coming together and meeting each other, some for the first time and, hanging out and talking and forming collaborations and bonds and, and working with each other, that was valuable to us. Absolutely. So we, yeah. You know, and yeah. that's where I can accept what you just said, because I saw the sparks that were going on in that room. And like you said, there was different conversations going and it was like artists were hopping from other artists talking with each other. And it was this, mm-hmm this co-op you know all of a sudden it was beautiful and to bounce back on what jim originally opened with i don't know if that was before or after we did the intro but uh you guys you and hank talking outside and i was going from inside to outside and uh kind of seeing what was going on i think i was filming and jim was filming and i came out to like it looked like a rap battle bro like it was like it was like in the corner under this one like dingy light and there was like eight people around two people and you guys are like, yeah, but then in the spawn and the max and you know, uh, it was getting getting so deep on like both sides and just going back and forth. It was so funny just to, to hear the interaction of like how passionate you and Hank are about comics and artists. Mm -hmm. Now it was, it was was, the first time that Hank and I got to like hang out uh, in person actually, which was awesome. Hank's such a great guy. uh, Yeah. He's great. I love Hank. <clears throat> no, that we had a we had a really good time going out in Raleigh. We were actually just talking about this earlier at lunch. Like Raleigh was uh eye opening for so many reasons. You know, for me, I'm a I'm a local guy. I don't really like I've traveled, but I don't like to travel places that I don't mm-hmm. know people, you know? And the fact yeah. that me and Matt were getting on an airplane for this podcast that was literally only in like episode four at the time, like we hadn't been doing much to fly across the country and hang out with people. I had no idea who they were. It put me out of my comfort zone. I'm not going to lie. And so Mm -hmm. going there and doing that, but then getting the immediate satisfaction basically of, Oh no, what we did actually did work out. Like we may not have made a bunch of money, but look at what happened here. Like there, there's no denying the good that was done on that trip. And so looking back on it, it's just, Nothing but good memories yeah, dude, the whole I, time. I don't want to harp on money about that trip at all. It was great. And it was a last minute thing in a city that we're not from that was put together literally the 10 days before we flew out there. So I just can say it because so often now the financial gains is what makes something successful. And that's not mm-hmm. what made this successful. Like the success came in the, in the people. Hold on, but I'm going to strike that and reverse it because Ooh. I have to ask you about the financial gains and the success you guys had about kickstarting this comic you're doing. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so Bastards of the Cosmos, uh, written by the great Shah Imami, who does the Wits End podcast. Um, uh, 
uh, he he asked me back in January or February to check out his script that he wrote. And, and I dug it and he's like, well, do you want to do it? And I was like, you know what? At this point, I've got the space to do it. So let's do it. Awesome. And so we kind of yeah. had a plan, to, you know, from the outset uh, to finish the book and then do a Kickstarter. And, you know, I knew that we were going to hit the, the, the goal because um, the goal was 800 bucks, right? Just so we could print a few copies and get them out to whoever, you know, pledged. And I knew that that was not going to be a problem. Well, it ended up happening in a day, which was wild. Very nice. Um, but even $800, you, you can't guarantee that, like, even if you know it's going to happen, you don't think it's going to happen like that. Like that's yeah, exactly. Thanks. Easy. Can I have yeah. 800 bucks? Yeah, sure. Cool. <laughs> It was wild, uh, and and large in large part thanks to uh, Danny from Holy Mountain because he's um, he's a, a collector of like original art, and we had one tier that was like, okay, you can get the cover of the book, mm. right, the original page, and uh, he swiped that up pretty quick. So, um, <laughs> well, so when, when you've Danny. got, but what was really gratifying, I will say real quick, is that. Um, within, I don't know, maybe a week, we got to the place where even if he hadn't gotten that, we would have still made the goal. And um, so that was really cool. That's really, very really. cool, man. That's got to be very vindicating uh, to kind of put yourself out there and knowing like, oh, we'll reach it, but then reaching it and exceeding it and and mm -hmm. making it even further than you could have, you know, or thought you could have. Was it the first yeah. time you did a Kickstarter or have you, have you done stuff in the past? Because I know you have a, a Patreon and like different levels of that, but, uh, mm -hmm. as far as like kickstarting a project, whether, you know, uh, whatever platform it was, is it the first time you, uh, like engaged in that? Uh, it was the second time. Um, cause the previous, uh, was it April or summertime? I think it was the previous April, 2020. Yep because COVID was really starting to hit a stride. So we started it in March for um, Galactic Junk Squad, uh, well, more like family, issue four and Creatures of the Chaos Room. Mm -hmm. um, so we launched it and then the country started shutting down. And I had a conversation with Corey Cochran, who's uh, you know a good friend of mine, a great cartoonist and zine maker. Um, and he was kind of like, my number one guy uh, with helping with the, the um, campaign and uh and he was like dude should we pull the plug on this and i'm like let me ask kickstarter for one more week you know because of all this craziness and they gave us an extra week to tack on there and with that we made our goal so oh yeah. right on dude that right on yeah so that was that was a cool experience and i i knew that um between you know shah has you know like you guys he has some really great interviews with some awesome uh you know professionals and cartoonists of various stripes and i knew that he was gonna be able to bring in some people and i had you know people who would support and everything and it was a it was just a great uh a great showing by everybody who's interested you know and um so now it's like nervous nerve-wracking of like okay well is it is it garbage or is it good? You know, like, what, did yeah. I do my part enough so that people are going to actually enjoy this? You know, now that they, 
you know, invested a little bit of faith into what we're doing, you know, hopefully we can deliver on it. So, well, you know, uh, I mean, the book is done, so we will deliver the book but yeah. we deliver on the experience of the book. You know what I mean? Well, I'm sure that's why you had no problem on your Kickstarter is you, uh, you see a couple of names like that. And I, I'm sorry, I'm unfamiliar with, uh, with the writer, but you see names like that, that you can trust and mm. you're going to jump on it knowing Oh, this is going to be up to the standard that that I know has come out in the past, and that that's something that comes with. I mean, it's a little bit of clout, you know. You've earned yourself some a little bit of a name, and you've I, not a little bit. You've earned yourself a name, and people respect it. And dude, that is like testament to what you're doing right there. The fact that you guys met your goal in a day—that's awesome. And like, congratulations! Don't don't skim that over. That's huge, bro. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Um, so say it again. What's the, what's the name of it? The the title called Bastards of the Cosmos. And what's the premise? Okay, so um, it's basically the way I like to describe it is it is a um, cosmic samurai western revenge comic. Cosmic western samurai revenge comic. Yeah, makes perfect yeah. sense to me. All right. There's a film from the 70s with uh, Charles Bronson and um, uh, uh, Toshiro Mifune um, called Red Sun by Terrence Young. And that was the primary influence um, on, on Shah's writing of the script. There's other uh, tons of other influences, but like it's, it's sort of like the mix between a spaghetti Western and a samurai film. Okay. That uh, makes sense. And, you know, those worlds colliding, uh, is, is sort and, and Jack Kirby, you know, of course, like <laughs> we very intentionally tried to, um, infuse as much of like the mid to late seventies, Jack Kirby, like when he returned to Marvel, as much of the feeling of that as we could muster, uh, we, we tried to put that into the work and, um, um, it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was, difficult because there it's like you know it's a sort of an oversized issue it's 29 pages of story um mm. and uh you know i had not made something one issue of something that that that's that big you know and so it was quite a commitment uh and yeah. a um a, a challenge excuse me um but it was a lot of fun and i learned a lot and and um I, I think it's good. I think Shaw did a great job and I hope I did a, a passable job. So I'm I'm sure it's yeah. great. I can't wait to be able to to check it out, man. Oh yeah. And yeah. I should be coming in October. Uh we should be shipping out and then selling it on our stores and, and stuff. Right on. I gotta get asked too, it's like when you get um asked to do these big jobs, how much time do you have to commit? I mean, how much do you say I'll have this to you in next season? Like, is it like six mm -hmm. months? Is it like 29 pages might not seem like an overwhelming number, but anyone that's sat down and drawn and inked and, and storyboarded and done. A single all, page can take days. I mean, it just depends mm -hmm. on how long it takes you. Yeah. It, it can take yeah. time and time and your hand hurts and life gets in the way. You have a family. It's how much time do you give someone if, if you take on a project like this? Um, so we, I sort of like averaged it out of, um, with like two or three pages a week, uh, which 
I was able to hit that pretty regularly. Um, but uh, I started like, I think I started page one in April and then I finished it in June or July, which was kind of right in line with what I had projected for okay. him. I mean, I had it up on my calendar of like, like this is when I want to have it finished, you know? And so I, I worked really hard to have it done by that time. And, uh, and it worked out. So, you know, we want, we knew we wanted to kickstart in like, uh, August timeframe. Um, so that was my goal to get that done. And, you know, like, yeah, like you're right. There's, there's a lot of other commitments going on, you know, family and, and, you know, um, at the time, my wife and I were both freelancers, so we have to take whatever pays, right? We have to take whatever gigs, uh, you know, present themselves and are worth are worth it. And yeah. uh, and this ended up, you know, hitting the right patch of time, which, um, you know, looking back on it, you can see like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like this was sort of like a you know, this was supposed to happen at this time, you know, mm-hmm. but when, when things are happening, you, you can't really gauge that, you know, you can't really predict whether that's the case or not. And, and it just turned out to be that. Cause you know, for the, just, I'm getting into details here, but like, <laughs> you know, there was this project and I knew about a project in the fall that was going to be coming up. And then there was another potential project that could have been really big. Uh, but it was, I didn't know where that one was going to go. And so I just said, let's take the plunge. And, and uh, I'm really glad it worked out that way. So yeah. right on, man, those are usually the most fulfilling kind of endeavors when mm-hmm. you, you have to question it or you don't have to, but you end up questioning it and you have, have to wonder, did I, or did I not? And, and then you eventually get that like validation and it's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. If you're, if you're questioning it, that's, it's probably a good idea. Well, even if you say no to it, it's probably, it's worth, you know, wondering about. Mm-hmm. And when they yeah. work out, it's the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So besides yeah. working on this comic, are you working on anything as far as the, um, either galactic junk, uh, squad like series goes or any other projects you have going on right now? Um, so I am, I have been for a couple of months, I'm sad to say. I am working uh, very slowly on the next issue of Tales from the Holy Mountain um, at the script stage right now. Um, um, I'm also working on commissions for the different tiers of rewards um, for Bastards of the Cosmos. And uh, I had a couple of pinups and and anthology stories that I was asked to be a part of. And so um, I've done most of those. I've got one or two more to do. Um, um, and uh, yeah, so just trying to, trying to stay busy, <laughs> staying very busy. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. I have to say the tales from the Holy mountain uh, that we have here, everybody go check it, it out. It's great. It's available on rat nest. Uh, it's, I don't necessarily want to say it's a fun read, but it's, it's an enjoyable read. Like yeah. it, the story, the writing is good. The illustrations and the, the visuals are great. Like even for being black and white, I love when a black and white comic can pop, you know what I mean? And still catch your eye just like a color would. 
and it does that mm. in every fucking page. Uh, it's good. Thank it's you. it reads like a story too. You know, it's very easy to see. You know, from page to page, or from uh, fuck, what am I trying to say? From sli- slide no. to slide, basically panel to panel. Yeah, you really yeah. do see the story progressing, and it's well done, bro. Well done. But if, thank you. Get a chance, check it out. Also, I'm gonna add to that that on the second issue, you you jumped it up. Like you bumped it up a notch, I feel like from the first issue and you took mm-hmm. it a little bit further in a direction. Um, and I don't know. It's awesome, dude. It's like, it's, it's fun. The people that follow Holy Mountain and are, you know, a part of what they're doing with toys, hardcore, collectible, all this stuff. Um, I don't know. It's a perfect fit. When you, when you get to center pages like this that are like... <laughs> full-blown scenes that's fun that's fun to in the middle it's almost like an intermission (laughs) one one yeah you get you stop in the middle and you just kind of i did i just spaced out for a while like oh fuck look at that guy over there i was like jim what are you doing he's like dude this this centerpiece staring at this has got me baby that is the goal man thank you i uh because you know of course i'm taking a lot of inspiration from kirby in that right because like he um he has these ridiculous double page splashes, you know, all the time. And what I love about him is that you have to pay attention, right? You can't take it all in with one glance. Like you can with a lot of panels or, or even pages in some senses, you have to follow the story, the sequence. Okay. What's happening here. And so I tried really hard to, to, capture you know what he does with that and uh tell a story on multiple levels you know there's like a a mid-ground there's a foreground and a background story all happening you know in different ways and then you've got the narration you know the Mm. the the captions and stuff like that and it's a really fun uh fun exercise to sort of like try and tell a story that way and it, 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 these books are wild because Danny lets me do basically whatever I want to. And so I try to like go like full throttle, yeah, like yeah. Guy Fieri full throttle <laughs> um, on each issue. Right. Uh, and, and so then it's like, okay, well, you want to do another one? And I'm like, oh, did shit, what do I, I just like blew the tires out. Now I've got to get bigger tires, right? I've got to yeah. go further. I've got to go harder on this story, you know, because I've got to outdo myself, you know, which is always a, a, a fun challenge to, for yourself to pull more out of yourself, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to do for the next one is just make it even crazier. So. Well, let, let me be clear. When I said, I didn't mean it wasn't a fun read. It was, but it's a horror comic. So it's weird to call a horror comic like fun to read. But literally, I had a smile on my face. You know, I I (laughs) want to make it clear that it wasn't, that was non derogatory in any way. It's not a downer. Yeah. The term fun just didn't fit the story and, you know, what my eyes were taking in. But it was very enjoyable. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot, actually. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next one for sure. Yeah, it's been a cool like progression to see that because when we first started talking uh, a little over a year ago, you had just done the first issue uh, for Holy mm-hmm. Mountain, and uh, that was kind of my introduction as well as um, the uh, couple comics that you had sent me alongside with the uh, Galactic Junk Squad and uh, Frontier, and 
to see the progression between the first one and this one it was just, I don't know. Like I said, you bumped it up. It's, it's a cool series. And I wanted to ask you, so we touched on a little bit that you were just popped into the shop and said you liked what they were doing, but how did you get involved with those guys? That was it. You just, Hey, what's up? And now you're doing commercials and stuff for them. They're pushing your, <laughs> your books out with, uh, you know, their orders. Uh, how is this relationship uh, growing? Like what, what can we expect? When is going to be like the, the super collab of Holy mountain, David Moses, you know, yeah. $300, uh, vinyl toy or something you know oh gosh um <laughs> uh it, it was so simple the the way that it started out i was just like i want to meet these dudes and i want to bring them something you know just to show appreciation you know because um they um the first time i heard about them was when they um released uh, a zeo record back in 2016 i was a big fan of zeo in high school and, you know, um, it was cool to see them still going and, and Holy Mountain basically revived their career with releasing that record. And so I was like, these guys must be pretty cool, you know, to be, to be working with Zayo and to have their trust and, and then to put out this ridiculous record. It's an incredible record. And the art on it is phenomenal. Um, it's by a guy named Matt Curley who is uh, uh, also a friend of, of Danny's uh, from Holy Mountain. He's a tattoo He's artist. He's a tattoo, uh, Mattitude on Instagram. Yes. He tattooed in San Diego for several years. So I'm very familiar. I tried to get a tooth by him and just never could get the the proper time lined up. But amazing artist. Go check out Mattitude. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll put the link in. Go on. Sorry, dude. No, no, that's great because um, yeah, he deserves a lot of credit for, for the killer. work that he does, man. He's outstanding. Um, so uh, yeah, man, I was just like, I was on a lunch break, and uh, I, no, I decided, okay, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna take my so wait, comics. What job? What job are you working when you're deciding this? What are you doing when you think I'm gonna go to Holy Mountain? So I was writing proposals for a utility services company. I don't even know what that um, means, bro. Nine to five office job. Um, you know, I, my background, my uh, degree in college was in English and marketing. And, uh, and this was sort of, you know, I'd been in the service industry for 12 years, you know, out of college basically. Um, and so uh, I was just kind of floating along and nothing related to, you know, what I went to school for. And then, you know, I get this job and, uh, and, and I'm doing it. I'm trying my best. I, it, I realized during this job, which was, uh, you know, a wonderful, stable job that, um, that's not enough for me. Like I have to create, right. Mm -hmm. I have to have something, uh, a, a job or, or some sort of career that, uh, engages my um, creativity, mm -hmm. uh, or else I will dry up like a husk. And, uh, and that's kind of the point that I was at when I went by Holy Mountain. I was like, you know, I'm appreciative of this job, but it is also drudgery. And, uh, and it's killing me. Um, and so I was like, you know, any kind of any kind of connection I could make with them, 
you know, I would be happy with just, even if it was like, Hey, here's some comics you guys enjoy. It's great to meet you. I love what you're doing. Um, you know, thanks. But they engaged me, you, you know, as much or more as I engaged them when I went over there and, you know, they were like, you do this stuff. You're, you're a cartoonist and you live, you know, locally. And I'm like, yeah. And Danny was just like, well, you know, give me a bunch of your comics. I'll, you know, sell them on my store. Here's, here's some money. And, oh, and yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It was just like, oh, okay, great. Uh, awesome. So I'll come by and drop them off tomorrow. And then after the Kickstarter for uh, issue four and Creatures of the Chaos Realm, I took those by um, just to be like, hey, I put something else out. I hope you guys enjoy it, right? And Danny, again, he was like, you know, give me 10 or something like that. And I'm like, great. So when I delivered those comics, he was like, we should do a project together. And I was like, secretly praying for that kind of opportunity with them (laughs) yeah you know any kind of connection with with you know supporting what they're doing and and just being a part of you know they've got such a um a great uh reputation but also they they um you know as i've gotten to know danny he's become a good friend right Uh, we went up to uh uh, a small comic-con together he just rode with me and and hung out and um uh we had a great time and uh you know he's a genuinely good dude who who has these you know it just so happens that his interests converge with you know a lot of other folks and so he does what he's interested in mm-hmm. and people respond to it you know and i think it's beyond merely what he's interested in that people respond to they respond to somebody who does something that they're interested it's, in it's the yeah. passion yeah yeah it's, it's exactly it's like it's the passion no matter what yeah. artistic creative field you're in if you if you're so psyched on what you're doing not about yourself not like psyched on yourself but psyched about what you're doing it shines through so heavy right like well, and if you're good at it r- real recognize real You know what I mean? So if you're doing something and you know that you're good at it and someone else comes along and you're like, oh, shit, I respect that. You're going to go. You're not going to pay as much attention to the guys that aren't on the level, but you meet someone on the level that you are on. You're going to jump at that. And I think really what you explained is kind of the the artist duality or almost the creative's curse, Mm -hmm. because you not only have to be honing your craft at every point. You not only have to be practicing every day, working to get submissions, doing all of these things. You also have to take that leap of faith. You also have mm. to just walk into the store and say, you know what? I'm going to, I don't care. Like rejection is rejection. And I'll take that whipping if that's all it is. Or you're going to yeah. just walk in with no, with just a hope and a prayer, basically, yeah. and not even a realistic hope in your mind at that point, you were just going to say, hey, check these things out. And lo yep. and behold, it was the guy that recognizes a good artist. And had you not honed your craft before going in there, he, he could have very easily shoved you to the side. But because you right. took the time on yourself and created and then also had the confidence in yourself to say, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do this you i guess what the point i'm getting at is are as artists you never know when that life-changing moment's going to happen 
when you mm. decide on a lunch break to walk into this random comic book shop and all of a sudden your life changes because yeah. that one person accepted it or because now you got some reciprocation. And it's also not even overnight. It's a tra- trajectory. Trajectory? Uh, the trajectory tra- changes tra- in that tra- moment tra- for sure. Yeah. The trajectory <laughs> um, comes through and you go right instead of left. It's really crazy. It's very scientific. I'll explain it later. Good, good. I'm glad that you're a science guy. Yeah, now I, I am. Think that's the book of the Bible or something. Trajectory or something. <laughs> yeah. Now we hold up these snakes to trajectory, and yeah. they will not bite us, and they will not give us the venom. But no, it's it's really cool to. I love hearing stories where someone just kind of, you know, what I I just had a feeling, or one day I was fed up, you know, yeah. and so I did this, and it just works out. I love hearing that, and that's such a, a cool story to have. Yeah, it's, um, uh, I mean, I'm just incredibly grateful, you know, and even if, even if, you know, it didn't result in an opportunity, but I got to meet Danny, you know, and become friends with him and Joel and Olivia and the other Olivia. And then, you know, like they, what's really awesome to me is, you know, they were like, you know, hey, do you want to like work for us? We need some people. And I'm like, if I wasn't doing what I want to be doing, I would totally work with you guys. Right. And I was like, but let me recommend somebody. And I shot them Hank's info because, you know, I knew that 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 is like a perfect convergence. Right. I I didn't know how much you want to talk about it or how official it was, but I wanted to uh, just say that that's crazy. That you're just getting motherfuckers jobs. So uh, awesome, dude. From the time of that Raleigh art show, I know that Hank and I think Brian too have been working for Holy Mountain. And I'm like, these these guys, these little comic book guys are working for us. <laughs> it's yeah. like we said, man, the beauty of that that connection was not it, it was in the connections that were made that day. Yeah, it was so much fun, man. And that's just kind of like part of it is like all this positivity and uh you know opportunity streams from these meetups mm-hmm. well and beyond that too like someone someone like yourself that's focused on i, I guess selflessness you know and you're you're very a very selfless person as far as i can tell as as knowing you so and that that stuff really shows when you're willing to say you know what rather than take on an extra load and be so fucking narcissistic saying that I can do everything you're saying no I know my load I mm. and I know that you right. want something good yeah, I, go to this guy I'd and love I'm, to work there but I'm gonna say no and, right knowing yeah, yeah. that you you're basically giving up money by not working with doing a job but passing mm. that off to somebody else or even if it's not money it's notoriety or getting your name out and you're willing to just pass that on to a friend somebody that you've may have only met or talked chat with a dozen times you put pass that along that comes from a genuine place. And I think that that's where good karma comes in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And you can't help, but admire that kind of behavior when you're willing to pass things on. And, and I'm talking a little bit further, probably something that hasn't been mentioned, but I see on your Instagram, like you're one of the most empathetic and sympathetic people when it comes to causes you, mm-hmm. you can really, it seems like you really are able to hear the cries, you know what I mean? Or hear the Mm. problem that's going on and, and really empathize with it. And that's a, a great trait to have. And, and that 
shows in this very situation where you're like, you know what, Holy Mountain, I can't work with you, but check this guy out, check this guy out, do this, and you're just spreading the love. It's it's mm. great, man. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was no question there. Just yeah, uh, that was just a twenty minute rant of how much we love you, dude. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for being a friend of the podcast and being our first episode, and now our twenty fifth or some shit. Episode. Who knows? We got a bunch under our belt now. We're going, baby. And you keep getting better, uh, which is amazing too. I mean, you started off. Oh, stop. Stop. Yeah. What am I gonna say? No, we're not getting better. Uh, we're getting drunker. Yeah. <laughs> no you're more practiced while you're drunk you know so well you remember the first episode we did man we were scatterbrained very like nervous we, we had Just... no idea it took us two hours to do a 45 minute episode i think uh or an hour and 45 minutes because we <laughs> had issues with the computer and we were messing yeah. up and we we're running around during it editing it up we got like, pretty dialed now, yeah. Yeah, we've we've done a lot since yeah. then. So I Dude. appreciate you sticking through with us and and not turning your back on us. That makes me uh, want to ask you a question though. Have you ever had a public speaking uh, incident where you just shit the bed? Uh, I have, I have, yeah, yeah, I've had times <laughs> where, where I've tried to make it funny and it just is not. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> just like I bombing, like you're a stand up. I gave a best man speech that was awful. Oh, oh tell, tell me more. Can yeah, you tell me, me more? That story. Uh, <laughs> it's too painful. <laughs> don't, don't, uh, that's so, bad. I did, so, so I, and I'm so sorry. Thankfully we're still friends. I mean, we're so good friends. Like this is my dude. Right. And, uh, but I, I did not prepare properly. I thought I would be able to wing it and speak from the heart, but it was just like, I got up there and cracked a joke and it was like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'm crashing and burning. And at that moment when the joke doesn't land, it's like, Oh shit, I can't go this from the heart. Like now I have no idea and no words in my heart anymore. And not that that makes any difference what the timeline was, but were you like 21 or was this like last year? This was um, 2000 and uh, was it six? Okay. Yeah. So you were a younger man. Yeah. yeah. I was like 22, 20. Oh yeah. That hurts. That's when you have the most confidence. That's when you think everything you say lands. You're like, oh, this is going to slay at this. (laughs) Yeah. Those are the the weddings you go envisioning like your speech is going to get you laid by three bridesmaids. Yeah, they're you know, standing like, ovation. Like everyone's going to be like, yeah, oh dude, that, the that best man. Crying, yeah, all of that. And then you walk up yeah. there and you end up with a, a joke that doesn't land. Oh, I love and it. A, and I love an embarrassing so story on a podcast. I love it. Yep. Do you remember what you said? Um, yes, but it would not, it wouldn't even make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't relive that, 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 uh, intimately. I'm digging dude. We said we were going to get philosophical in the messages earlier. So we're just getting weird. It doesn't all have to be about art, right? Life is art guys. Art is life. Life is art, man. We're just trying to get David Moses to expose himself. That's all. Yeah. We're just projecting on ourselves as what we want to be and who we want to be wait yep. all right yep i'm gonna get another beer you guys <laughs> have you guys had those experiences because i'm uh i'm not the only one that's in this conversation here 
So for me, the worst, when he asked that, I was like, oh, fuck, I know it's coming back to me eventually. <laughs> so for me, the worst one that I can recall was uh, when I was doing hip hop. And I was on stage by myself, <laughs> mic in my hand, and literally like a, a DJ that I didn't know, a house DJ that I just gave my phone to that had a playlist on it of like MP3s that he was gonna, supposed to mix and you know pull through the MP3s. Uh, he started a track and I'm like, all right, in the beat. Then he scratches really quick to it and comes back in a half a measure behind where it should have been. And so I hear the, I'm, I'm on the beat and it comes in a half a measure early and I'm like, Oh, I'm completely off now. So now I'm stumbling on my words and I'm not, I'm not able to catch it. I had been drinking, obviously, Wait, and this was the first song of my set. Where were you at? Was it a tough crowd? Uh, I mean, the crowd was probably like <laughs> ten people, but okay. it was it was it was ten strangers. You know what yeah. I mean? People. Yeah, it wasn't, I it was, wasn't us. And I, I no, don't remember this. Like, and it would no. It was a Grim show out in L.A. Uh, at, I'm not even gonna say the places. I don't want anybody to go find the find this. But I literally got about halfway through the first verse and had to turn around like, "Hey, cut the beat! I gotta start this shit over." I I caught it wrong, and it was like crickets in the audience when he had to do it. It was one of the most embarrassing like hurt, and I had to turn around and then face these ten or twelve strangers that had just went like, "Ooh." Oh man! And then just start again. Luckily, it was only a 15 minute set, so by the time I was done with my third or fourth song, I don't remember how many it was like I had gotten them back into it. And in between songs, I was like, "All right, you, like you see why I wanted to start over? Like I wanted to give you the whole thing, you know." Started gloating and got the crowd back into it. How like you have to be a fucking pompous asshole on stage some some reason. Okay, well that's pretty good. I'll one up both you guys, but kind of combine you. All right. At my own wedding. <laughs> oh, yes. Everyone yes. has everyone has their parts worked out. I know what parts are happening throughout the day. The coordinator and DJ never specifically said I was going to make a speech. They said, like, if you, you know, if you get, if you want the mic, you make a speech, whatever. But there was no, like, time slot that I was aware that I needed to prepare for a speech. And <laughs> right before dinner... As everyone's coming in through cocktail hour, and I had a pretty decent sized wedding. There's a lot of family and people there. Beautiful wedding. Beautiful. And they're like, here you go, dude. Time to make your speech. And just handed me a mic. And I lost it. I did not <laughs> know what I was gonna say. And dude, when you get in front of two hundred stutters. Not even maybe strangers, I could have got through it, but uh just people you know, so you feel like yeah. extra yeah. judgment. You're like people who changed your diaper. Yeah, no, it's heavy, dude. I'm like, all of you are my aunts. That's how I started it. um, (laughs) It it was wild, dude. And I didn't know what to say. And I was like, luckily, me and Nicole met when we were young. And that was like a point. (laughs) Like, I don't know what I was trying to. thought that was going to land. I was like, is that going over with anyone? No. All right. Point. Okay. Continue. Okay. And we've been together since then. (laughs) <laughs> again we're lucky just looking around for any type of like i remember this confirmation speech. i remember sucked, this dude. speech ending so with a pause stupid. and a look around and like i don't i don't know i was and like I, here, I I was like, here you go yeah. I, I handed it to the dj so 
when you think about your friend's wedding, um, just, you know, be thankful it wasn't yours, man, because I still have nightmares <laughs> about that shit. And they're yeah, like, no, it was fine. Same. When everyone's saying it's fine, you know it's not fine. They're like, no, it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, do we need to turn that that's, into that's a comic, amazing. a short, just a short story comic right <laughs> there. Really bad wedding speeches. The worst wedding speech ever. Yes. Multiple. That would be very funny. You know who I could see doing that, uh, making like, and doing it pretty quickly is Brian Judge. Yeah, yeah, his stuff's great, great, man. Yeah, Yeah. shout out Brian Judge. We just printed his comic um, that he just received yesterday, so it'll be hitting shelves by the time you listen to this. Go check out uh, One and Only Comics on Instagram and Brian Judge. Just type it in, Brian Judge Cartoons. Yeah, he was heavily involved in that long conversation outside the Raleigh Bar Uh, and inside. I think. Oh yeah, inside too. I think he asked me if I could beat up. Steven Spielberg. He was like, "Who do you think would win in a fight?" And I was like, mm-hmm. "I think he did." I don't know. Me? Maybe Spielberg? I don't know. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, the director. Okay. Okay. I mean, he's getting up there in age. You could probably. I was thinking Steven push Seagal, and I'm like, "There's oh, no. uh, Steven Seagal." Do, well, Seagal as now. As Have you seen Seagal now as the Florida yeah, cop? Yeah. He can yeah. still kick your ass, bro. Uh, dude. He's eating he, carrots he for fun. Work. I don't know. He still kick your ass, bro. That's he, Steven Seagal. He'll just do a roundhouse kick, roundhouse kick really quick, and like, whap. You won't even see it coming. I'd be like, bye, y'all. See you, Seagal. Back kick, <laughs> bow. Fucking nail him, dude. Seagal ain't got nothing on me. Oh, I love it. Look, next speech you make, you just have to say that whole part about <laughs> beating up Steven Seagal. You get everyone's respect right up. Everyone just stands up. They're like slow clapping for me. They're like, fucking yeah, dude, you did it, Seagal. Yeah. Let me tell you about the time where I beat up Steven Seagal. <laughs> Turns out it was Steven Spielberg, but still. <laughs> uh, oh, big lawsuit. It was, a, uh, it was a heavy one. David, this has been awesome, dude. We're just coming so up fun. on time. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you uh, uh, coming back, making time for us, and uh, walk, walking us through what you've been doing, dude. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I yeah, mean, we didn't really touch on the comic. Fucking Bastards of the Cosmos. It's coming soon. It's a cosmic yeah. Western sci-fi. Samurai. Samurai. Let's go, yeah. baby. Yep. So, yep. Uh, it will be probably in hand in uh, late September, early October. I'm going to mail out all the commissions and all the, you know, all the or- the, the pledges first. And then I'll put it up in my store and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen from there. So sick. Awesome. Coming soon. Anything else uh, you want to promote or you want to give where people can find your stuff and check out what you've been doing? Any, anyone you've been working with that you want to promote? So let's see. Um, Some of the things I can't talk about uh, yet because they haven't been announced. Don't say anything. I have to um, beep out for like three seconds or four or four seconds of of time. This sounds real bad. It's real bad. (laughs) We can talk about. Uh, So I have a pinup in in a hyena hell um, book that's coming out pretty soon. Awesome. um, Which is great. I love her stuff. Her stuff is amazing. Um, And, uh, and then 
gratitude fanzine. I've got a little piece in, in the next one that's coming up soon. Shout out to AJ. And then, uh, you know, strangers fanzine is always great. Mm-hmm. You guys are always great doing amazing stuff. Um, Thanks, shout man. out to Shaw and mommy, um, and wits end podcast, which is definitely worth checking out. Um, great podcaster, great writer, um, cool dude. And, uh, yeah, shout out to, uh, Jim Cox and Matt Pirano. Hey, hey, thanks, man. And, uh, just yeah. to come shout out David Moses, David Moses, just come full circle one more time. The newest issue of strangers. You did the Charles Glavitz interview, right? So that's, yes. that's, that's rat up. on rat on rat yeah, action. So, uh, it's a rat king. everyone really go cool. check out strangers fanzine coming out this month. Yeah. It's going to be sick. It is going to be sick. Yep. Well, we love you, bro. Thank you for all your continued support and all the love that that you give us. It, it's all comes right back. It's mirrored. It's it's in nth degree coming from us, bro. We love what you're doing. Keep it up. Uh, don't ever quit, and uh, don't ever let anybody tell you that you ain't a rodent. <laughs> uh, Ratness for life. Yeah, hell yeah, That's dude. Right. You know, whatever you need, the nest got you. <laughs> it's, it's good to be from the brood yeah that's right <laughs> oh yeah dude awesome. thank you gentlemen love y'all love you too bro appreciate you thank you for spending come time with us come and, back uh, out here soon okay yeah yeah, yeah we will yeah. you gotta come back out find I'm, an excuse to visit your brother that's, no reason not to let's go I'm, I'm actually riding my bike through North Carolina in a couple months so I'll, I should be out there Virginia to Myrtle Beach baby let's go Excellent. Yep. yep. Hit me up, bro. I will. Crazy ass. I'll holla. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Let's... Great seeing you, Thank anything, you so much. Are you sure anything else we didn't hit on? Do you want us to cut anything out? This is the end of the episode at this point, right? Take, take us out. We'll talk to him after. <laughs> All right. Hey, this has been the Rat Nest Podcast. You can catch us every week on Apple, Google, Spotify, and for the videos, YouTube at Rat Nest Podcast. If you want to check out the zines, comics, or stickers you hear about, go to ratneststickerco.com. This has been David Moses and Jim. Hi, I'm Jim. And we'll cut it right there.